Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Joe, ESPN Central Texas. Happy to have Eric Nadell joining us now. And uh, Eric, it is so great to get to visit with you. You've stepped away from the booth this season um, uh, due to some uh, mental health issues. But, man, I think about you often. I've texted you uh, some. But, man, to, to get to have you on today, I'm just uh, so excited. And, folks, uh, our listening audience is, has been excited about getting to hear your voice. I appreciate that. You know, you, I appreciate the love and support from so many Ranger fans. And uh, I appreciate your checking on me regularly, too. Thanks, Matt. You bet. And, of course, we all sort of want to know, you know, how things are uh, are going for you. Admire the way you've been open about this. And, um, it, it, it you know, it can't – on top of everything else, to be such a public figure and to be someone this time of year, that you know, that sort of adds another layer, I would think, to, to dealing with everything. Um, how are you feeling these days and how all the, the different things that you're doing and, and to try to get where you need to be, uh, how is all that going? I think it's progressing well. You know, there's um, there's good days and bad days, but more good days than bad days now. And I think I'm making progress. I'm feeling better. My mood is better. Um, and, you know, I think I still have a ways to go. Um, you know, my original issue and longtime issue really uh, was with sleep, which really became acute this time. And uh, that's, you know, that that's still a concern, but... Um, I'm hoping I can get back, you know, sooner rather than later. I just can't really put a timeline on it. Now, this, this, you did go through something similar to this about 20 years ago. I heard you talking about recently talking to Mike Ducey. Um, does this feel, it, was it the sleep? Does it feel pretty similar to what you were, were dealing with uh, 20 years ago? Because I think what you said is at that time, you just kind of powered through, and you you just didn't feel like that was going to happen this time around. So you made the decision, you know, before uh, before the season got started. Yeah, and last time, you know, it lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to. And uh, you know, I was twenty years younger, and it, my mind was twenty years sharper, and so I was able to power through it. You know, I didn't feel, you know, this time that I could really do justice to the job uh, and really and do justice to, to myself uh, if I didn't just step away and concentrate on, on getting healthy. I bet people have reached out to you and, and, you know, you've always, but you've had a heart for people that are going through this. We didn't know before it's because you had faced some of it. What, what kind of led you to be a little more uh, transparent? Obviously you have to, and, and, you know, say I'm not doing the games. So, you know, there's some kind of explanation that's going to be out there, but it does seem like maybe you're more comfortable talking about this now. What, what's kind of led to that? Do you think? Well, I think part of it, Mo, is that, you know, the culture has changed a lot in 20 years, you know, the stigma around mental health issues, you know, has been lifted to a large degree. You know, you see players now taking leaves due to anxiety, you know, you never saw that before. Uh, and, you know, public acceptance uh, has become much greater over the last 20 years. So that's actually made it easier for me 
to be honest about the whole thing. But uh, really, when it comes down to it, you know, if I had missed games 20 years ago, uh, you know, I probably would have had to talk about it. You know, I'm not I'm not going to lie and make up some story, uh, you know, about having some other sickness or something like that. You know, I'm not going to make up some excuse that isn't true. But this time, you know, I've gotten so much support. And, you know, the other aspect of it is, you know, by doing it as a, quote, public figure, I'm hopefully encouraging other people to do the same, uh, you know, when they have a problem to, to talk about it and to go and get help, which is the most important thing. How do you think you'll know when it's time to return to the booth? I, I, I'm sure that's, uh, uh, is, that's almost like a daily question maybe you ask yourself, or, or have you been able to kind of put that out of your mind for the most part? Yeah, I've put it out of my mind. I, I kind of have this feeling that I'll just know, uh, you know, that I'll know that, uh, you know, my mind is sharp enough and um, I'm staying on top of, of the coverage of the team, you know, watching or listening to the games, keeping a day-by-day book, um, texting and talking regularly with, with Jared and Matt. And I'm so excited about the team. It's It's phenomenal. That's you know, it's one thing that's making it even harder for me to be away. It is amazing, uh, talking to Eric Nadell on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, that the, the Rangers start 31-18. and 18. Eric, that's the, uh, that's the best they've been, 13 games above 500 since the end, I believe, I read, uh, 2016. Um, what, what about this has surprised you the most? about this start is there what has what, what do you what has just kind of almost uh caught you by surprise would you say well, i'll tell you with the record of 31 and 18 as well as they've played the surprising thing is that they've lost 18 games uh you know they gave away five or six of them late you know with you know with the bullpen collapses they they haven't won a lot of games in that fashion they've just been bludgeoning people to death and that's the thing that has surprised me the most. You know, we knew the starting pitching was going to be really solid. Um, you know, you had five guys in the rotation with, with proven track records, uh, including DeGrom. Uh, Dunning, who has filled in marvelously, has been one of the biggest surprises. And the fact that he's been able to pitch this brilliantly, both as a reliever and as a starter. But remember, he was the Ranger Pitcher of the Year two years ago, and then last year basically tried to pitch the whole season with a bad hip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't make excuses, but, he, you know, he tried to tried to grind through it and, you know, just didn't have the same sort of results. Uh, but the, the way the offense has produced top to bottom uh, has been the most surprising thing to me. You know, we know they'd score runs. Uh, we knew that. They were fifth in the league in runs scored last year. But to do what they're doing this year, you know, and with the run differential the way it is, you know, they're averaging winning by what almost three runs a game. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> and the Astros have been playing well. I mean, you kind of thought, well, the Astros will get this thing rolling, and even though they went on that great streak, they're still three games behind the Rangers. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have that feeling like what happened to the Pirates this year, with the thing just falling out from under them. Because it, because it's the Pirates, 
you saw that thing and you're like, eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's real. With the Rangers, some of this is starting to feel real. And, and because of the numbers, like you're saying, the run differential is unbelievable. I mean, only Tampa Bay really, uh, you know, is, is, is more impressive than the Rangers in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't have guys like Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager no. and Adolis Garcia uh, and, and Nate Lowe as the core of their offense. The surprising thing to me uh, offensively has been how many runs the Rangers have produced after those guys, you know, and when Seager was out, you know, the way that Josh Young has played as a, as a raw rookie, the improvement you've seen in guys like Leody Tavares and uh, Ezekiel Duran and, and Jonah Heim. It, it's like every single player on the offensive unit, you know, who is not already proven as a, you know, bona fide high quality big league hitter, uh, has stepped up and you know you you can credit coaching you can credit preparation it's interesting when you you know when you hear interviews with the players they always talk about the pitching too they don't feel the kind of pressure that they felt in past years where you know they felt like they had to score a ton of runs because they expected their pitchers to give up a bunch of runs uh, so I think the hitters are probably a lot more relaxed than they were in the past few years, you know, they had six straight losing seasons since that 2016 year. Golly, it is amazing. And, and Bochi, you know, it's kind of, you, you wonder if just his, you know, what his voice has been like with this team. There's a lot of young players on this team. There, there's some veterans, but there's some young guys that don't remember you know, all his greatness. I mean, they were just kids when some of this was happening. It is interesting. He, he does have an aura about him. And you've been around a lot of managers over the years. What, what, did, you, what did you think when they made that hire and, 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 and then the way it's played out? Um, how, do you, how do you think he's sort of resonating with, with these players and in, in, in the clubhouse? I was really excited when he got hired. You know, when, when Chris Woodward got hired, you know, we were all just hoping that Bochi would be the guy that Chris Young would be able to talk him out of retirement and that the Ranger ownership, you know, would commit the money to convince Bochi to come out of retirement, which basically they did. You know, if you know, if they hadn't made that commitment so that they could go and get people like DeGrom and Andy Valdi and retain Martin Perez, um, I'm not sure that uh, – you would have seen Bruce Bochy here, but he just has a wonderful touch. You know, think of it. He, he gave Josh Young the number five spot in the batting order on opening day and said, look, this is your spot in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, just relax, do your best. Um, that, that takes a lot of confidence for a manager to do that. Um, I think he's handled Ezekiel Duran really well. Um, it helped Zeke that, he had the opportunity to play every day when Seager got hurt. Uh, clearly, um, somebody has gotten to Adolis to get him to stop chasing bad pitches. Um, similarly with uh, Leody Tavares, especially when he's down in the count. You know, he's not an automatic out anymore. Um, so you credit Bochi, but you also credit that entire coaching staff. Bringing back Mike Maddox was, you know, I wouldn't say it's a stroke of genius because we know how good a pitching coach he is. He was 
here for those World Series years. Um, but getting him back here was uh, it was a it was a big coup, and I think it's been a large factor too. The Maddox hand on the shoulder that that brings back some great memories, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And and you know, and, and the preparation too, and you know, things have changed. You know, since Mike was here last, there's a lot more information available, and you know, he was always really good at you know, preparing the scouting reports uh, and getting the pitchers ready uh, to face specific hitters. But now he's got so much more weaponry to work with in terms of the analytics. You know, I'm not surprised that uh, that he's able to employ that and, and the pitchers are doing, you know, better than ever. I mean, Nate Evaldi's, you know, looks like he's going to have a career year. The guy's already about 33 years old. Yeah. And in, in this day and age, when we see a complete game, that's pretty crazy. I mean, we just don't we don't see it that often. And he's had two this month. And and again, that's the that's the recipe for a bullpen that's shaky. Now today, Will Smith gets it done. Uh, I, you know, Leclerc. You could tell they're trying to race him back. They're trying to get him involved. And um, and you know, it's just a struggle for him. But. Uh, it, that, that Will Smith, I mean, that has to give him a lot of confidence to be able to get one home and the whole team because that can be tough on a team even that's doing well when you give up those. And it's not just late leads, is it, Eric? It's it's those middle. It's when you have to turn it over to them in the in the you know the sixth inning or whatever. That's where some of the the trouble has cropped up as well. Right. The deeper the starter goes, the the better shot the Rangers have. You know, the fewer relievers you have to use, the better chance you have. And today, you know, Jared made a great point on the broadcast today that Will Smith had never had a five-out save in his career, um, regular season or postseason, you know, and got the job done today. Uh, As far as Leclerc goes, you know, he gave up one hard hit and he walked a guy. The other hit, though, was a a lucky hit. It was, you know, a a bloop, broken bat bloop. So, uh, you know... Even though he had to come out of the game there, uh, I I wouldn't say I was encouraged by his performance today, but I was not as discouraged by it as you know you would think when you just look at the line in the box score and the fact that Bochy mm-hmm. felt the need to bring in Will Smith there with the bases loaded and one out. All right. Well, I thought Eric, I thought about you because I went to one of those backyard concerts recently over off kind of the Lakewood area. Uh, off Skillman, and uh, it was a you know it just kind of reminded me of the stuff you love and a big gathering out there, some food, some barbecue uh, out there in the backyard. There was somebody from Shooter Jennings Band that was playing. There was a blues, and it was like three different people. They weren't really a band together, you know. It was like three different acts, and they would just stand up there together, and one guy would play. And then the next guy, would, you know, it was a very interesting. But uh, I know you've done a lot of those over the years. You've hosted those. And so uh, I did want to bring that up. And I know, boy, this is the time of year, the uh, the birthday bash, which has become such a huge thing. And I know uh, I know that continues to uh, to be a, a really big part of your life. Yeah, and, well, you know, we had a fantastic turnout. You know, it was a sold-out house last week for Daphne Willis and Danielle mm-hmm. Ponder. Um, it was exciting for me to be there. You know, it's the most people I've seen in one place, you know, over the last six months. And, 
the as far as the house concerts go, to me that's the best way to the best way to enjoy a show where you can interact directly with the musicians. You know, it's so informal. You know, you get a chance to talk to them, and uh, I I just love doing that. I'm glad you got a chance to do that. All right, I kept looking around, seeing old radio guys that we know, like uh, uh, Chick Ring and somebody. I mean, there were just like uh, different guys who showed up out of the out of the blue, and so it was it was kind of uh, who's our friend Russell, who's been in radio forever. Anyway, it was uh, it was. It was kind of fun to, to do all that. Well, listen, we've been thinking about you a lot. You sound great. And like you say, you're staying on top of this. You'll be, when, it, when you know it's time, you'll be, uh, you'll be ready to roll. Do you, um, do you like to listen or watch, or do you kind of do both? Do you, how, do you, how do you take these things in, um, you know, being, being at home, which is so unusual for you? Yeah, I do both. Sometimes, you know, I'll watch with the radio sound on. Um, depending on how much of a gap there is, you know, I, I'm not technologically savvy enough to sync up the radio sound with the TV sound. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do it both ways. And I think our TV crew is excellent. Obviously, I love Matt and Jared. I think they're phenomenal. Um, but I think our, our TV crew is excellent. I think Dave Raymond is spectacular. C.J. Nitkowski is one of the best analysts in the game, and I really enjoy the insights that we get from the, the two Daves as well, David Murphy and, and Dave Valley. I think the Rangers and, uh, and John Blake gets a lot of credit for putting that TV crew together because I, I really enjoy the telecast as well as the radio broadcast. What what you make of that A's broadcaster who just got fired? I mean, you guys all know each other and have crossed paths over the years, especially with the A's. Uh, we don't have to, I mean, it, you know, I, you, you like to think people can make mistakes. That was an awful one. Uh, but what, what, what is your takeaway when something like that happens? I mean, that obviously that's an extreme example of something that happened. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, it, you know, I, I, I know Glenn Kuyper is a really good guy and my, you know, I feel very strongly that it was a, just a slip of the tongue. Um, I've had many a slip of the tongue myself where just the wrong word comes out. But unfortunately for him, the wrong word that came out is, is just totally unacceptable. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether, uh, you know, NBC, California or Bay Area or whatever it is, and the A's made the mm-hmm. right decision. But um, uh, I actually I actually feel I feel bad for Kate because, I, I, you know, I really do think it was an accident. All right, Eric. Hey, thanks for doing this, and uh, we we want we look forward to hearing you. But just continue to take care of yourself. You sound great, and it's just it's just fun to get to hear from you. Thanks a lot, Mo. Great talking to you, and uh, I appreciate the support from all the people in the Waco area, as always. All right, there he goes, Eric Nadell, the uh, legendary voice of the Rangers, the Hall of Famer, Ford Frick Award winner, the whole shebang, and uh, it's. Uh, it's just uh, tremendous to get to hear from him, and uh, you know you can. He sounds great, and he's obviously staying on top of the baseball. And the most important, though, is to get uh, himself right. Uh, and, and this is something Eric's just shared before that runs in his family. And it's a lot of our families uh, that we have people who deal with mental health issues and and. Uh, 
anxiety. You have heard of players recently. You have heard of players stepping away. It's rare. It was rare. It's becoming more common. And even at Baylor and on college campuses, we're doing more about mental health awareness. We're having mental health awareness months. And you just don't think of it's hard to believe when somebody who's that used to being on the air and in front of people and and doing these public benefits, it's it's just kind of it's just so surprising. But also, I mean, I think it's good for all of us when when to hear somebody of that stature say, I just can't do it. I can't do it right now. And I need to take care of myself and I need to get better. And I know some people say, well, I can't do that on my job. I can't. I get that. I understand that. Um, But, you know, we all have issues and um, that we're dealing with. And I just hope Eric can return to the airways. I was looking, I was preparing for today's visit with him and realizing that he's 72 years old. And what he was talking about is 20 years ago, he got hit with a wave of, uh, and it sounds to me, Aaron, I don't want to, you know, try to analyze this. I'm not a therapist, but the, the sleep is a, that's a tough one. When you can't sleep and, and maybe you're just kind of, getting an hour or two and then you're already you know eric's getting up there a little bit and he's still extremely sharp and he sounds great but man if you can't go to sleep that is that just has a horrible impact mentally and in just the rest of your body so much is impacted by that and uh just pray that he's getting the uh, i mean obviously he's going to have great help and he's talking to people, and he's trying to work. And as he said, he's having more uh, good days than bad. And I think that is, uh, you know, that is, uh, that's a very, very uh, important. Uh, Aaron, we'll have the dismount coming up in a minute. We did, uh, had some, well, it just, that was tough news earlier today that um, Tina Turner uh, passed away. Uh, she was in her 80s. And they don't get a lot. Uh, they don't get a lot bigger uh, than uh, than Tina Turner, and everything she went through in her relationship, uh, and then just became one of the great solo acts of all time. We know she was with Ike there for several years, and that was a very tumultuous um, relationship. And she came out of that, and uh, and she just. I mean, I, I'm just reading everything people are saying about her. She was amazing, and she just had a way about her and loved her performances, and it just she got better with age. You know, some people over the years, you know, they have that great run in the 70s or 80s, and you don't hear from them. Tina Turner kept performing, was amazing on stage, boundless uh, uh, energy, just the the kind of performer she was, it just – uh, she was bigger, really, than just about anybody. And one of the great female or male um, acts of all time. And uh, it's just it's just cool. I, I've been kind of going back and looking at things that were written about her. There's an old 60 Minutes piece where Mike Wallace interviews her. But uh, um, it's just uh, it's an amazing, amazing uh, life and uh, that she had. So... Uh, Rest in peace, Tina Turner, uh, today. Everybody weighing in. Here's a statement by President Clinton on the passing of Tina Turner. Aaron, it was good to hear from uh, 
Eric. And want to see him back on the air. I, uh, Matt Hicks and Jared Sandler, who we had on recently, have done a great job. But the sound of summer is Eric. And there's just a, there's a poetic uh, thing about him. There's something he understands the pacing of a baseball game. And Aaron, I think one of the things when Eric comes back that he's going to enjoy is he won't have to talk as much. These games are a lot shorter these days with the pitch limit, uh, the pitch timer, and and we're averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, you know, a lot of these games are coming in right at two hours or two hours and 15 minutes. I think he'll love that, uh, but it's just we need to hear him. And, And for those of us who grew up on Rangers baseball, it was Mark Holtz and it was Eric Nadell. And, uh, tremendous to have eric on with us and i think just everybody getting to hear from him probably made everybody feel better and uh it gets everybody excited about the time he will be able to come back and aaron i'm sure that makes it even tougher like he said on him the rangers to be as good as they are he's called a lot of games on bad rangers teams and i promise you that gets old although you'd never know it by listening to him but there was a lot of years of frustration six straight losing seasons and now they're good and hopefully uh eric can come back and uh, be on uh rangers broadcast soon of course you can listen to the rangers right here on esp in central texas and sometimes we move them over to our fox affiliate as well